To me, I think creating is just like being um, intentional with the energy that you have and being obedient with your with your um, visions, basically. It's like, if we think it, it's for a reason and we should develop it. Whether that's something like a t-shirt or a piece of art, music, a poem, like whatever it is you feel like you have to express or how you feel like expressing yourself, that's your creation. And I think we just have to learn how to tap into it and, and follow through with it. Welcome to On the Cusp of Something Beautiful, where we discuss a range of topics centered around art, creativity, mental health and wellness, and my favorite thing to talk about, listening to our intuitive guidance. I'm your host, Amikale Imani, and this podcast is simply a guide to welcome you back to your truest self. Each episode, I get radically honest on how I navigate being an intuitive creator, the struggles, the wins, the lessons, and of course, the intuitive hits. My hope is that you hear something today that reminds you of who you are and why your gifts whatever they may be, are valuable and important to be shared with the world. So welcome home, friend. I hope you're ready to meet your highest, most beautiful, and rarest self. Hello, beautiful beings. Welcome back to another episode. I am your host, Amikale Imani. I hope you all are doing well. I hope you all are in big, beautiful, bright, spirits. Um, I am feeling just really, I am grounding into stillness, grounding into flow, grounding into just being present in each and every moment and listening to my body, listening to my heart. (sighs) So it's been a beautiful week. Um, thus far, I want to keep this intro pretty short, um, because I am in the midst (laughs) of packing for my friend's wedding, excuse me, and so I have quite a bit of stuff to do, so I wanted to record this intro really quickly for, um, this week's episode, which will be coming out tomorrow, and I will be in uh, transit <laughs> back to the Northeast. So, yeah. Um, I uh, just, just practicing um, mm, self-awareness just came through. So I'll say that. Practicing self-awareness, really releasing... Um, you know, any guilt, any shame, any doubt, any fear, you know, that's, that's for me, it's just a daily practice and just honoring my intuitive guidance, honoring my soul's path, um, my soul's authentic path and purpose. And, um, I had a beautiful conversation today with, um, a woman that I've met on Clubhouse. So we just really connected. Um, so we finally got a chance to speak today on Zoom and it was just such a beautiful conversation and it just really confirmed and affirmed a lot of the guidance that I had been receiving the last couple of weeks um, in just consolidating my energy, uh, really just being mindful and intentional in the things that I'm doing, in the things that I'm wanting to do. Um, and, and she calls it beingness. I'm going to borrow her word, beingness. Just really honoring my beingness, honoring my being, honoring what my body and my spirit um, 
are really wanting for me and accepting that, you know, I got off our conversation today and just really grounding into self-acceptance and, and, um, affirming, not affirming, that's not what I want to say, honoring my reality. And I think it's really easy to jump into, um, other people's reality, especially, when we're so induced with societal conditioning, you know, a lot of times we're just kind of mindlessly bouncing around from one thing to the next, trying to really find what serves us, um, but not having the wherewithal to do that inner work and to really tap into our soul's intuitive guidance and and honoring our independent realities. We're so used to and accustomed to being in this very like group think kind of way of being and so when you're you know walking your your authentic path and purpose you have to step out of that that's the only way you're going to get clear on what your intuitive guidance is wanting to share with you and so that can be a little triggering for some of us because it really shows us that um we're going against the grain (laughs) rising above the fray the fray rising above the noise but it really takes that level of discernment to do that because um you know each of our paths even even if we have you know divine appointments and and alignment and and you know things like that that where we end up kind of uh connecting with other people you know we're still having to honor our individual path even through those connections you know even through those soul um connections and and i think it's just really important for us to remember that and to be mindful of that so when you are you know stepping back into societal functions this wedding perfect example you know like just still honoring your ooh, intuitive independence just came through, honoring your intuitive independence and not feeling the need to shrink down or lower and or dim your light to fit in, you know? And just really honoring like who you are, what you are, what you believe, how you feel, you know? And and then and also honoring other people's um, paths you know even if it may not be a a similar path or anything like that just still being able to um stand your ground while also um honoring the 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 ones that are around you you know so that's kind of the space that i'm in today and this week and you know as i prepare to kind of been in my little cocoon since i moved you know and um so i had some like some some um reservations that kind of came up but I'm really under coming into the awareness that you know this weekend is just a really great opportunity for me to um stand my ground hold my ground honor my path you know even if it is very different (laughs) from the you know the people that I'm going to be connecting with and just you know like just really being open to to receive and to learn um, and to share whatever lessons that are meant for me to receive. And then also, um, the reason why I even bring this up, because I think it's just really important that when we go into these kind of social settings that, um, 
really ask us to anchor into our authenticity. Spirit told me today, like, you don't know who you're going to touch just by being in your authentic truth, just by being in full and complete alignment with yourself. So like, you know, you're not really doing anyone any favors by shrinking down or, you know, like uh, settling or anything like that. Like show up authentically whole, you know, and, and be that light, be that example. Cause you just, you just never know who you're going to touch when you do that. So that's the message I've been integrating. That's my message for you all. <laughs> um, I did want to briefly touch on um, something that I said in last episode. So when I was kind of going back and listening to last week's episode, I was like, oh crap, I kind of need to clarify something. So when I was talking about, you know, when I was working through my chakras doing um, the Lionsgate portal and I had mentioned something about spirit really showing me um in the in the podcast I, or in the last episode I called it a shield and I was like Ugh, that wasn't the right word it wasn't it's not a shield because a shield implies that it's blocking something it's more of a um if you want to call it a gate or a a doorway a um it's yeah because a shield wasn't the right word and when I heard that I was like oh that's that's not what I meant so I just wanted to clarify that when I was talking about, you know, when I go through my chakras, I envision them as being diamonds. I keep these diamonds in their treasure chest. And so they have these, um, we can call them windows. Uh, and and for a while I had the, the window, and I'm saying that in air quotes, <laughs> I had the window to the side of the of this treasure chest that I envisioned which was which would be facing outward and so the spirit was telling me that the that the window should be on top of the treasure chest so that way the energy is flowing up into the the next chakra so that the energy is flowing um up and down as it should be so yeah hopefully that cleared um, any misconceptions or misunderstandings with that. Cause for me, it was a little, I was like, no, no, that's not right. Um, so I wanted to just touch on that and clarify that if, you know, if you choose to, um, use that imagery when you're working with your chakras, it's best to envision a little gate or a little window on top of the treasure chest that you have the ability to, to, um, see the light that's what i call that's how i see it i see like the light of the color so if you're working with the solar plexus you're seeing that yellow light uh shining up through the gate and or window of the treasure chest and into the heart chakra and connecting with that um and then oh also i wanted to mention as well um because i'm pretty sure i touched on this last episode and the episode before last how i was doing some work with my heart chakra um, so I had this, like this ball, I'm going to call it a ball of energy. That's basically what it was that had kind of been lodged in the back of my heart, my heart chakra. And so when I had my Reiki session, um, during that, during the Lionsgate portal with Shoshana, while she was doing Reiki on me, I kind of went through a, um, meditative visualization where I had to actually, I went back into a past life, um, and, and got a healing. I had to, to let some things go, let some people go. And we, we were able to connect and um, 
And, um, you know, and I just briefly shared with them, like, listen, I cannot hold on to this anymore. Um, not in this lifetime, at least, because it's, it's, it's blocking me from being able to move forward with, with what I'm here to do um, on my path and in my purpose. So we connected, we disconnected. And um, ever since that day, I have not felt that energy with that same level of intensity. It kind of came back uh, maybe three or four days after that. Um, and I honored it. I, I you know, I just kind of felt like it was probably just some residual energy that just needed to get uh, uh, released. And, and so after that, I haven't felt anything, you know? And so, so yeah, so I think that just goes to show you the power of the mind, the power of, you know, this work that some of us are doing on an energetic level um, across, across dimensions, across timelines. If you're feeling called to do that kind of work to really tap into your soul at a deep, deep, deep level beyond this lifetime, um, I, I, I implore you, I love that word, I implore you to do that work and to sit with yourself and, and don't, you know, if you need to do a little research just to get clarity or clarification, do that. But, but I think it's really important to just stay connected with what feels aligned for you and what is resonating with you and just trust, 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 trust whatever is being shown to you, whatever is coming up for you, trust it, you know. I was having a beautiful conversation with one of my good friends, Efi, who was on the show um, many, many episodes ago. And, you know, we were just, I was just kind of telling her about some of the journeying that I do. And she was just like, how do you know? How do you know? You know, if that's true, if that's right. And I was like, I just believe it. I just trust it. You know, I've kind of gone through that period already where I'm like, did I make this up? Do I like, is this crazy? Is this weird? And I just kind of had to get over that. Um, and I really settled into my gifts and, and into my power um, you know, when I'm connecting with spirit, when I'm connecting with source and these higher aspects of myself where it just felt much more in alignment with who I am authentically to just believe and to trust in what's coming through for me, um, on a visual level, on a, um, clairsentient level, a claircognizant level. So clairsentient is just like, you just kind of have a feeling and you just trust that feeling, you know, if you want, some people call it a gut feeling, it's, it's the same energy. And then claircognizance is um, a knowing. So you just have this knowing and it typically just feels right. It just makes sense. It just feels aligned. You don't really need proof or you don't need to like, you know, have anyone, I don't know, like prove you right. Because this is, this is your soul's memories coming online, you know? So you, you so it's really it's really to your benefit to just do that work to get through the doubt to get through the confusion or the you know like the um the worry that you know am I believing something that's not true or not real like you'll you'll just feel it in your heart like this makes a lot of sense to my soul it may not make sense to your to your human physical body but on the soul level it'll just click it'll just make sense it'll just just feel really resonant so um yeah that's my advice to anyone who's doing any level of energy work or healing, self-healing, self-love, all of that stuff, like just, just trust and believe, you know, and you'll, and if you have to ask for a sign or confirmation or whatever the case may be, you'll get it. And when you get it, believe it, trust it, 
<laughs> you know, a lot of times we'll get these signs and we're like, oh no, but that like, we'll just kind of like, we'll just continue to discount ourselves. And, and that's what we're really coming out of. We're really learning to break out of that habit. So when you ask for these, for these, um, symbols and these signs and, and, and that confirmation, trust it and believe it and honor it and, and receive it, you know? And um, journal out if you have to, meditate about it if you have to, do do whatever you need to do on a, at an interpersonal level to really get that um, to really get that peace around whatever's coming up for you. So yeah, alrighty, let's get into today's episode with my beautiful, beautiful, beautiful friend minister because i'm gonna call her by her whole name okay her proper name minister lauren e boone oh my god we had such a beautiful conversation like i man i stepped away from this conversation just like on such an energetic high because it just resonated on so many different levels and i just really felt like we had such a beautiful um, connection and energetic collaboration. It was just all this beautiful energy that was just coming through, pouring out, um, so, so effortlessly, you know, and it really came through, um, I feel, and I believe (laughs) in our conversation. So, um, yeah, I really hope that this conversation resonates with you all as well. Um, so, so forgive me. So I call her Boone. That's how I was introduced to her. That's how I know her. <laughs> so Boone and I met, we actually went to the same college, but we didn't meet until like after college. Like I had already moved to New York and, and she had just moved to New York. Um, so we had a mutual friend and we all met up for happy hour one day. And, and yeah, we all just clicked and resonated. We have like a, we had like a little group, um, cause we were all the same, you know, fashion program and such and such. So when we all ended up like kind of moving to New York at different times, we just, you know, connected with each other and stayed, um, we stayed connected, you know, cause a bunch of Southern girls <laughs> from Georgia Southern, deep in the South of Georgia, um, who just all happened to make their way to New York, you know, for whatever reasons. Um, and Boone, um, if I'm not mistaken, she went, she has her degree in, in education. So, so yeah, so we, you know, we're all on different paths and we just ended up being in New York and, you know, we, we wanted to stay connected. We formed a little group, a little community, a little family, and we just became a family, you know? So we all kind of started parting ways. I don't, I don't get a chance to uh, see her as much, but I will see her this weekend for our friend's wedding. So I'm super excited about that. So, so yeah, that's a little bit about, you know, our background and how we came to know each other. And she's doing a, some really amazing, beautiful work. You'll hear about that in this episode. So please feel free to, feel free to reach out to her, connect with her. Um, she's breaking the mold for what we define as normal when it comes to ministerial work and so i'm super excited i am just so honored that we were able to break bread and and hold space for one another so yeah this is our beautiful conversation um with minister lauren e boone i hope you guys enjoy it all right and i'll see y'all next week bye yay so here we are we are here thank you so much my love for joining Mm -hmm. me today so I'm going to have you just go ahead and uh, 
let us know who you are, what you do, what you're about, all those beautiful things. All right. Well, good evening. Thank you for allowing me to take up space on your podcast. I love it on the cusp of something. I really (laughs) enjoyed the invite. Um, I'm Lauren Boone or Lauren E. Boone, and I am a self-proclaimed teacher of the heart. I like Mm -hmm. to say that I do soul and social work um, Mm. and a social worker, licensed social worker. Um, I like to do my work at the intersection intersection of faith wellness and culture Mm. um and so particularly for people of color black folk specifically Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, make sure that we um you know strengthen ourselves and develop in a way that's authentic um and fearless so um i do work specifically in schools as a social worker and then through love well ministries which is my baby my brand it's a wellness ministry and brand um, where our purpose is to basically do community initiative services and products that help people of color black folk to um strengthen and develop themselves holistically Mm. Mm. that is wow just hearing you say all that my heart just got like i got super excited so i'm gonna try to like stay grounded and keep my energy balanced um because i i've been to one of your events Mm-hmm. which you invited me to to do an open mic which was so much fun I hope you plan on doing that again that was so yeah. dope that was so yeah. dope like genius oh it was a pleasure it was so brilliant of you to come up with that concept real life, like in real person like in person but mm-hmm. it'll happen it'll happen it'll, it'll happen. happen um but yeah I just didn't even I was not aware to the full spectrum of what Love Well Ministry was and what it offers. You know, I get you know the clips and and things on Instagram and social media and through my limited experience. Um, but that was so beautiful. Yeah, I hope you dropped that song soon, girl. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> that was. Beautiful. Oh, I just got the confirmation over the weekend actually to to start working on music again, and I had the idea to release the song that I actually recorded like maybe a year and a half ago um as a demo so ah, it's good <laughs> okay I see you working on okay. yeah um so wow so I'm I'm first of all I didn't even realize you had the social working background because I remember girl you know my my memories of our time together is so okay. ever since you moved from Brooklyn oh, um <laughs> So yeah, we, have, we haven't really had a chance to like spend that much time together, except, you know, when you pop into the city mm-hmm. or whatever, well, before I moved. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so last, to my recollection, I remember you as a teacher. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then I remember you, you know, you moved to DC mm-hmm. um, to get your master's. So was that what you got your master's in? Yep. So I got a dual master's in um, divinity and social work. <sighs> mm-hmm. Divinity. Oh, mm-hmm. I am intrigued. <laughs> Girl, yes, honey. We're gonna get into that. That's a whole story. <laughs> I I love that. I'm so intrigued. So, like, walk me through that journey. Cause like I said, I've seen bits and pieces and snippets, especially, you know, is it Minister, Minister Lauren Ebu? Uh, yes, Minister. And, and since June 23rd. That's so dope. That's so exciting. <laughs> it's 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 exciting but also scary at the same time mm, yeah because that oh girl you know and I was I was about to project but I'm not I'm not gonna project my issues onto you I'm gonna let you speak for yourself I know for mm-hmm. me it's a fear of being seen what is it that you feel like it is for you mm-hmm. um I'm sorry it's storming here so you might hear it. Come on, thunder. Um, yeah 
yeah, for me, it's, it's this sense of, um, well, for me, I would say it's, I don't want to lose who I am just because this is a part of my journey and mm. my, my purpose. I think I don't want to, I don't ever want to lose who Lauren Boone is mm-hmm. like authentically because of, you know, what society says a minister should be or look exactly. like or have or what life they should live. Mm-hmm. I don't want to ever box myself in because of other people's um perception of what ministry looks like or mm-hmm. should look like in this current day so that's my fear is just um I mean it's not really a fear because I am what I am I am mm-hmm. who I am and I know everyone is not going to be a fan and that's okay as long as right. I'm truthful to myself and to the God that I serve mm-hmm. then nothing else really matters but it's, it's just a headache because like you never know what people are thinking or that kind of stuff so just not trying to get caught up in that mm-hmm. as much and just literally walking my purpose every day and yeah mm. so. I love that I recently um was just listening to a class um through Miriam Hasna's membership and she was literally saying that I keep not I was watching it yesterday and she was like you know I make it a point to live out my purpose every day. It's not just, oh, like I'm working on my purpose or I'm doing this thing. This is part of my purpose. Mm-hmm. She's like, some days my purpose is like, you know, showing up and um, she give this example. She went to like this, I think this vintage shop or whatever. And she was just like walking around perusing and she connected with someone. And then the woman realized, you know, like she had this big, huge following. She had like a small, like fashion brand or whatever. Mm-hmm. So she, the woman asked, oh, can you, you know, can I post a picture of you? Can I tag you in my photo to, you know, get more traffic to her, you know, her product and stuff. She was like, hey, yeah, absolutely. And so the example that she gave, she was like, in that moment, that was me walking in my purpose to be able to like, be of service to someone in this way which some people may think oh, that's nothing you know that's not like we, I think we also think of our purpose like oh like this big huge impact that I'm going to change the world you know and sometimes it really is just like connecting with someone authentically and genuinely yeah. and giving them a word of encouragement something that hit your heart your spirit so right it's I love yeah, that I, I definitely agree with that it's like just connect like dropping those seeds you know mm. you may not be around for the cultivation of that seed but as long as you plant it you just have to trust that that person will water it so I think that's that's true like just connection with mm. people mm. I love that I love that okay so <laughs> masters divinity and mm-hmm. social working mm-hmm. what led you down the path of divinity okay so let's take a trip back to the year was 1990 (laughs) but I was seven years old and I was at home for context I grew up in Baltimore Maryland until I was like 14 years old and then we moved to Atlanta Georgia where I went to high school but um as a child like my family was super into like community work and like Mm -hmm. church and like my church family was like my like my village like that's Mm -hmm. what my community was it was like my neighbors and my church family so that that was like really one of the two communities that really like nurtured me which is Mm -hmm. why I think I I feel like I owe so much to those spaces oh wow Um, but I was home one day I was seven years old and I was home with chicken pox and I mean I had a bad case of chicken pox like like from my forehead all the way down to my feet private areas like it was everywhere it was just really uncomfortable and so I was at home and my godmother bought over um this VHS uh Prince of Egypt yes that's my movie (laughs) and I was so I ran that thing back to back 
to back. Like every time my parents looked up, I was watching that movie and they were like, what is wrong with you, girl? And I'm like, it's just so good. That movie is everything. So good. And in the midst of that, like watching that, I heard a voice and it was just like, speak. I'm like, what? What? Like, what you mean speak? It, it, I heard it clear as day. It just said speak. It sounded like my dad or my mama was telling me to do something. I'm like, hmm. So me being a curious seven-year-old, I'm like, okay. And what I, what my mind went to immediately was like my pastor in the pulpit preaching. I'm like, okay, well, that's, mm. that, that's, that means that's, that's what I need to do. I need to preach, whatever. Mm. So I went and got this like little, what, what were those things called? Um, what are they called? The project, the trifo board, like, you know, for oh, science. Oh, yeah, yeah, project. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I went and got that. That was okay. like my whole, And my sermon was basically the whole movie theme of, what is um, Prince of Egypt? And I was like, girl, oh, da, 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 girl. And I love oh. that. And so, like, my family was like really affirming that, like, oh my God, yeah, I see it, girl. You're going to be this, this. <laughs> I'm like, whatever. Like, I'm just playing or whatever. And so, I would go to, I was very, like, just open with it. I went to school whenever I got healed. I went to school mm-hmm. and I was just like, I'm going to be a preacher. And it's like falling into that. And I got teased something serious like people on the bus like oh my god you're such a goody two shoes little church miles and that just kind of like shut me down mm. that was when I was seven years old and I was like okay whatever I want to be a teacher now mm. so I went through that track and it wasn't until I was in um college at Georgia Southern yes one day I was um, really disappointed because I was playing with myself. Like I, I was an early childhood education major, and mm-hmm. I had to take. This was like summer school. I was an RA, like a CL, and I was um, scheduled to take the GACE exam that summer. But mm-hmm. I was playing, like I was out partying, having a good time, girl, living my life. <laughs> was drunk as I don't know what one day, like the day before our test, mm-hmm. the GACE test. I had to drive to Savannah first of all from Southern, hungover. Ooh. to take this exam and of course I failed by like I don't know how many points it was very small like three or four points wow and I was like oh my gosh what am I gonna do because that was the last time I had because I was a graduating senior and I was just there that summer to like mm-hmm. make some money or whatever and I was like oh my god I'm not gonna have a job when I go home like what am I gonna do this is it because that was the last time I could take it until the next school year oh wow like, oh my gosh because I was gra- I'm like what am I going to do like mm-hmm. I, I don't I, I can't be a teacher in the state of Georgia without passing this case exam. And so I was like really down and like just praying, like, God, I don't know what to do. What mm-hmm. should I do? And um, I guess he was like, well, you'll listen to me now. Right. And so I was like, oh. and so I graduated, went home for a year and was like working with hands on Atlanta, doing some work with them. Very, very depressed. Like I heard mm. the voice, I just didn't do anything with it because I'm like, no, because last time that got me nowhere. Mm-hmm. And um, at home living with my parents, something I told myself I was not going to do. Like when mm-hmm. I when I graduated high school, I mean college, I was going to New York. Like that was my plan. Mm-hmm. The day after I graduated, my plan was to go to New York just to go. <laughs> Girl, I went right to Atlanta, Georgia, <laughs> and was working, upset, just like very bad vibes. Um, mm. Like came to myself a bit really depressed I was depressed Mm -hmm. and it had just gotten to a point where I like had to just write like I I wasn't at that point like considering therapy or anything like that because Mm -hmm. I was under the you know the black stigma at the time was like I don't need to talk to someone I just need to write and so I birthed my blog at the time called biscuits and honey yes 
Yes, that was my baby. Okay. And that literally saved me from depression because I was able to just write the things I was feeling, things like inspiration that I thought I was inspiring other people by. And I was mm-hmm. really inspiring myself to get up and go to work every day and to save my money because I knew that whatever I was doing or whatever waiting season I was in, it was mm-hmm. going to come a time where I had to be prepared to move. Mm-hmm. And so um, I had to just start applying for jobs in New York and got an interview one day it was like I'm going this is the uncommon schools got the job and I'm like oh my gosh this is meant to be yes 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 of course my parents mm-hmm. was like it's so expensive how are you gonna live I didn't know anybody up there besides Mia and um um one of my profiles were her name Kira uh, those mm. are the only two I knew and I was like I'm gonna make it work and Gabby at the time she was there I was like I'm gonna make it work we're gonna figure it out I'm gonna, I'm gonna move with somebody mm-hmm. And it just so happened that two people, well, one person I knew from like my church in Atlanta had moved, just recently moved to New York. I was looking for a roommate and I was like, mm. okay, me, 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 tell me why the down payment or like the security deposit and first month's rent for the apartment in New York was the exact amount of money I had saved up from working mm. in Atlanta. I mean, the wow. exact, like literally I had a penny left in my savings account when I moved. Wow. To so I moved to New York. And I had literally a penny in my savings account and mm. a check that I had just got for my last job. That's all I had. And when my parents left, my dad gave me $500 and was like, make work. Make work. <laughs> <laughs> so I literally had like $1,700 to my name at the time. Mm. And I didn't start working until like another month. So I had to figure out something. Wow. And in that time, I was just like, exploring New York like getting lost finding myself and just Mm -hmm. experiencing like oh my god I'm in New York like really just so happy because this was my dream wow and to bring it back to full circle to make a long story short like my second year in New York which I I love New York Mm -hmm. it was everything I had dreamed it to be um besides I just didn't feel fulfilled in my job Mm -hmm. like I felt like the school that I was working at was very data-driven and not really people-centered and that's Mm -hmm. something that I've always value is like people and mm-hmm. ooh, um and developing people and I felt like I was trapped in the role that I was in and it really wasn't what I wanted to do and so I just remember being in a taxi cab and me and the taxi driver made a connection he was telling me about his goals and his dreams and mm-hmm. how he and his wife wanted to open up a restaurant and I was like well maybe you should do that and at this time I was I was writing still on my blog it's just like a release mm-hmm. and um Wait, was I? No, yeah, yeah. I was writing on my blog like every now and then. I was, I was very lukewarm. Like I felt like I had got my job. I was just focused mm-hmm. on that. I wasn't really worried about my blog anymore. And I was telling him like, yeah, you need to. But I wanted to do it. Like I wanted to spend some time there. And I was like, you should do it. Like why not? Life is short. If that's what you feel like. You know, your higher power is calling you to then do it. And he mm-hmm. was like, you know, I think he might because he was driving taxis, just trying to save money. And then I heard the voice again mm. say right like but what are you doing kind of thing like you telling this man what to do and you not listening to what I'm telling you to do mm-hmm. and so that was a long time like that that really put me down I'm like okay I keep hearing this I cannot keep ignoring this and mm-hmm. this is something, something that was tagging at me for a while and I always had inclinations like okay I'm supposed to be saying that or I'm supposed to be doing this and I just always turn my eye because I'm like no because I was scared of the box that I, mm-hmm. I perceived that I would live in if I went that route and I just remember praying, talking to my boyfriend at the time, like, this is something I want to do. I didn't, he, he didn't, he wasn't with it. So I was like, well, I mean, mm, it's my life. Got to do what I got to do. 
And I just prayed and I was like, I'm gonna only apply to one school. If I get in, then that means I need to go. Cause that's mm-hmm. that's literally been my faith this my whole life. It's like I need to move and be obedient when God tells me to do something. Mm-hmm. And if whatever happens, whatever the outcome is supposed to be, it's going to lead me in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And so I went to that school. I had talked to many people who went to different like seminaries and stuff like that. And it was between like Yale, Howard, and like okay. But I was like, I really want to be in a black space. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to go somewhere. If I'm supposed to be helping black people, I want to make sure that my training is intentional and I'm training to help black people mm-hmm. with their historical issues and stuff like that. And so, yeah, applied to Howard, got in. And around the same time that I got in, my blog mysteriously disappeared. I mean, like, <sighs> I don't know what happened. It just went into cyberspace. Like, it's literally gone. Like, I was paying for my hosting name, like, you know, the domain name. I was still paying for that. Like, I had a blog, like, three blogs saved in the drafts, and it just, it just disappeared. Like, I was not able to pull it up anymore, and I'm like, God, what is going on? Like, wow. this is something literally that saved my life, and what I've noticed is every major transition in my life, something traumatic happens. When I moved mm. to New York, my dog died. When I was moving from New York, my blog was miraculously right. like disappeared. Hopefully, don't let that happen when I'm moving. <laughs> but I mean, it's just something like I can't explain it. It's just mm-hmm. I feel it and I know. Mm-hmm. So I knew that I had to go to, to DC to further. I didn't know necessarily what I was going to do with this degree. I didn't know how it was going to come about, but I knew like I just need to take the first step and God going to take the next 10. And then mm-hmm. I'm going to take another one and He's going to take the next 10. And so that's how I got here to to divinity school or through divinity school just like being obedient to something that I felt like has been in my spirit since I was seven that I've been mm-hmm. running away from that I haven't necessarily given time to cultivate or like um show up in my life but I feel like I'm all in now mm. and things are just like falling in place so I love that I love that I love when I hear stories like that because obviously you know hindsight is 2020 it's 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 much easier to tell the story now because you've you've really positioned yourself to trust in your intuition to follow that voice to to go where you're being led to go and of course I'm sure in the moment you're like oh my god like there's so much probably doubt and like hesitation you're like am am I doing the right thing is this crazy (laughs) seriously you know you have all these moments to yourself but then it's like when you're able to kind of like tell your story you're like oh wow like everything just kind of worked out like I didn't really Mm -hmm. skip a beat (laughs) seriously Mm, I love that so what's going on now you said everything's just kind of like the momentum's kind of getting into gear right so that's what it sounds like so yeah so now um I'm back in schools Mm -hmm. but I'm doing it from a role of social worker not a teacher um so I'm really able to help families I connect them with resources or help them like through short-term therapy you know get through some things and really like rebuild like family strengthening Mm -hmm. Uh, so the demographics that I work with is is mostly African-American and Latino and so um hopefully I learn some Spanish soon (laughs) Me too, since so you down there in Santa Fe. I know, right? Uh, I can practice my Spanish. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I work with them doing that. Mm-hmm. And then on the Love Well side, it's mostly about like community development with the emphasis of like doing it God's way, like making sure mm-hmm. that love is pushing everything forward um in everything that we do. So mm, how we help that. people, whatever services we produce and whatever products we uh, produce. 
you know, always starts with love and it's to a, some type of benefit of a personal well-being, family well-being or, um, you know, some kind of wellness. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And so what really was so beautiful to see when I, when I, you know, when I did the open mic event is like, I was like, oh, you have help. You have mm-hmm. people who are on board. I didn't even realize you were that far at that time. So I can only imagine where you all are now because that was almost a year ago. We're on a little sabbatical okay. uh, because I did just do my initial sermon. So that I had to like really prioritize that mm. and I wasn't able to like put too much love into Love Well. So I had to put it on a little bit of a sabbatical. So we'll be starting back up in September. Okay. Um, but, mm-hmm, we just took the summer off because I was like, girl, I can't, I can't stress myself too thin. <laughs> but our plan is to come back with more like, um, what is the word um initiatives it's like more long term so like mm-hmm. this monthly meetups um and different groups like we still have our book club going on our meditation okay. group and we're try- just trying to find something that we can do like in real life in real time so mm-hmm. it's not virtual because we need to feel the vibes of each other yeah and stuff. so we're planning some stuff and some more like um some more products okay merch that kind of stuff so yeah how it goes um what was I about to ask that that'll come back around but in the meantime um so tell me talk to me about the the candles the level candles the products how did that get started okay so that was started from a um I was stressed as hell (laughs) (laughs) to be completely honest I was so stressed um maybe my second year of graduate school like Mm -hmm. I was really going through it at that time. My parents had um, <clears throat> just moved back to the area. They were in Atlanta okay. and they moved to um, the DC, like um, Maryland area mm-hmm. and they needed some help. And so of course I'm like, okay, I'm gonna help y'all. So we were living together at that time. Um, and that was a lot. Cause it was mm-hmm. like, I'm a grown, <laughs> I'm a grown woman. No. Then with my parents again, after being on my own for some time. And, and it was like, Ooh, and even though it was like a situation where we had communicated our boundaries and communicated, mm-hmm. you know, like who's responsible for what, we were really roommates at the time. It's still this anchor of like, okay, these are my parents. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter how you look at it, my daddy always gonna say, I'm under his roof when it's mm-hmm. actually our roof kind of stuff. <laughs> so, like, so I was really stressed. School was really taking a toll on me and I was working full time. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I need to prioritize something in my life that is like joyful, like something that allows mm-hmm. me to like, do something outside of what I feel like I must do. Like it has to be something that's just like, oh, I'm doing this because I want to do it, and I'm creating something. Like I'm mm-hmm. being good. Like my Ooh. energy is not being wasted when I just go read and write and spend time with parents and then sleep. Like I'm not mm-hmm. doing anything for me and my mm-hmm. well-being. So um, that's really how I came out. I got on Inst- not Instagram, uh, Amazon one day, and was like, candle supplies. And this actually, came, this was something I told myself I was going to do when I was in Brooklyn. I had okay. one of like, um, and when I was living in Crown Heights, I went to like one of those um, perfume, you know, oil stores. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to use your oils to make a candle. And he was like, okay, I'm going to hold you to that. Ooh. And so one day I was just landing bed and I was like, I need to make a candle. Like I said, I was going to do two years ago. Mm-hmm. So I got up, ordered the stuff, had this one little kit showed me like how to do it and I'm like oh this is really easy and then when I made one I was like okay hold on, that is so real good. <laughs> and I was like let me burn it first I burned it and I was like "Ooh," and I was like I can add some essential oils mm. and I was like okay we're gonna get started and so 
I made like a girl was real. I don't know if you saw my one of my posts on Instagram recently, but like the evolving, oh yeah, like, I saw evolvement it. of it. It was mm-hmm. like a little gray tan. I had laminated some paper and like put a little label on there. I was like, oh, this is bootleg, but it's still good. <laughs> and I took that one. The one of the trips I went to New York, I took that candle to the to the oil store, and I was like, here oh, you, you go, you know, like full circle moment. I did it. Here it is. This is my creation, and he loved it. And he's like, you should sell these. And I'm like, you think? He was like, yeah, I'm like, there's so many other candle like businesses. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really want to do this because this is like my self-care thing. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to sell it. Like, I don't want to be a candle business, but maybe. And so when I birthed Love Well, I was like, okay, I need to fund this some kind of mm-hmm. way. And I was like, oh, I can sell candles. Mm-hmm. And so that's how it came about. It was just like something that I needed to do for myself to like feel like I was having some kind of joy moment every day Mm -hmm. or like every week and it just turned into something I'm like okay I can share this with people and um yeah so now like my candles they are made with pure essential oils they have like a meditation that it'll take you to if you scan the QR code on the label okay and so it's like a wellness tool that I tell people they can use so it's mm. aromatherapy and you can meditate while you burn it or exactly you clean whatever you want to do yourself exactly and that's what I was thinking of too I was like you know when you're when I was listening to you speak I was like what a beautiful way for someone to be to be tied or connected to you know what you're doing your ministry mm-hmm. you know when they go to burn that candle they're, they're always going to think of that that interaction with you that connection even if it is just going online just buying the candle just being able to support yeah. you you know and what you're doing and um because scent is such a powerful tool you know we have so many memories connected to scent apple pie to you know Mm -hmm. something something, you know and it just kind of takes you back so I think that was brilliant spirit was definitely moving angels was over there dropping some little nuggets for you like all right girl here you go we trying to lead you somewhere are you gonna listen (laughs) okay Mm, I love that and I love that this is this person that you spoke to the gentleman was just like dropping gems yeah <laughs> like, you got me thinking like okay I could do this yeah I love that so you brought up creativity so I want to I want to ask you about that you know what does creativity mean to you mean for you you know mm-hmm. well I think we're all creative beings mm-hmm. like if we think about it God is our creator we were created to create whether mm-hmm. that's life whether that's whatever it is that that drops into our spirit I think we're all creators and yeah. I hate when people say well not hate but I loathe when people say I'm just not a I'm just not creative I'm just mm-hmm. not creative it's like no you just haven't tapped into your creativity mm-hmm. but you are creative like you mm-hmm. were born a creative um and so to me I think creating is just like being um intentional with the energy that you have and being obedient with your with your um visions basically mm-hmm. it's like if we think it it's for a reason and we should develop it whether that's something like a t-shirt or a piece of art music mm-hmm. a poem like whatever it is you feel like you have to express or how you feel like expressing yourself that's your creation and I think we just have to learn how to tap into it and, and follow through with it so. mm, I love that I totally I totally totally agree I believe we are all creators creatives I don't care if you're an event planner. I don't care if you're an accountant. You can create them numbers and make sense, okay? <laughs> Get that budget together. Okay. Excel no, is an art form, okay? Let's just talk about it. It really is. It really is. 
it really mm -hmm. so yeah I agree it's really about us tapping into our creativity and I think cre taking creativity out of a box because immediately you just think of like well I'm not an arter, an arter an artist or you know a musician or you know I, I don't basket weave or whatever the case we think of yeah. but yeah just like what do you like how do you express yourself you know that's yeah, like that is the art, the art. <laughs> that is that is creativity that is mm -hmm. I agree and um I think when we have a creative outlet, it's 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 a way for the soul to speak. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like we really are born to create. And so mm -hmm. we have that the opportunity. You give yourself the time and the space because that's another thing too. You have to like take give take time. You know, even for me, like I have resistance sometimes. It's around like journaling, like writing yeah. is such a beautiful form of release, and and I get so mm -hmm. many ideas and downloads and inspiration. But it's like. I still have that little bit of resistance. Like, oh, I don't have time to do this. Or I, like, I, you know, like whatever excuses we come up with. But even if you just start five, 10, 15, 20 minutes, whatever, even if you're just doing some research right quick just to get some ideas or just to get informed, you know, like all of that is a part of the creative process, you know, it steps mm -hmm. to it, it levels, you know, before you actually get mm -hmm. to the product. Um, but I think that at least what I'm learning in my own experience is like that journey from the thought to when it becomes form is the, probably the most important journey that we have. And that's on all levels throughout life. You know, it's just like from, from concept to creation, like, yeah. like that's when we really have to pay the most attention to what's going on in our lives. Cause that's yeah. where all the lessons are. That's where all the, that's where all the, the juices, that's where all the meat is, you know, once you get to the, the product. Yeah. And you know, what'd you say? You need to put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> okay, go ahead and get it started. You mess. <laughs> oh, you're so funny. Mm -hmm. But but yeah, and um, what was I about to say the 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 what I've been having to learn, and, and I'm actually going to talk about this soon on the podcast is is that letting go of the the like the ego identities that we attach to all the things that we do. Um, especially when it comes to creativity, productivity, all of that stuff, and like allowing ourselves to release from any attachments, you know, like once we put it out into the world, then it's the world and, and, and it can go and, and it has its own life and it does its own thing. And sometimes we get caught up with, well, but this is mine. This, like, we, we over identify, we over attach ourselves to these things that we were put here on this earth to birth out and release. Yeah. You know, like yeah. we're not meant to hold on and just and try to, you know, I'm not, not to say not to like be smart about what you're doing, but it's really, I think just that letting go process, that releasing of the thing and then just mm -hmm. allowing it to, to, to really do what God wanted to do. Cause you yeah. can only do so much, you know, we, right. we only can see so far, but that spirit, our angels, ancestors, guys, God, whoever it is, whatever it is that you are, you know, leaning upon for, for guidance and direction, like they gonna take it 10 times for like, just like you said, we take one step and God take 10 more steps. Mm -hmm. I love that you said that. Cause I was just like, oh my God, that's so true. Like if I let God do what God's supposed to do, if I just take Hello. that one step, he, way, listen, he gonna take 10 for me. That's all yeah, I gotta do. I love that. That was brilliant. You should put that on a t-shirt. Okay, <laughs> put that on a candle. <laughs> but- <laughs> being real creative you want to we on the cusp of something yes we are honey something beautiful <laughs> yeah. yeah 
um so so yeah I love I love your journey I love like and and this is why I wanted to have you on the show because I'm like there's so many more parts to this story that I don't know about you know because I've only been able to see you in a couple of phases sides you know Mm -hmm. um so I think it's I think I mean you and this 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 uh what was it divinatory no what am I saying divinity you in this divinity school I think that and and I was curious too because I I do remember I remember I remember uh, biscuits and honey um and so when I when I saw love well ministries and I you know I saw you starting to do things on social media you you chats and I remember I never you did one video and I was just like she inspires me so much but you were doing you were doing I feel like a twist out you had just got the shower like yeah I'm about to twist out my hair and I was like I'm just gonna do it the same time while I talk to y'all and I was like yes what a g like yes love that but it just goes back to that authentic authenticity piece which is so 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 crucial so vital so important it's what I talk about it's what I encourage people to do is like really get to know you at an authentic level which with you at a soul level like just the fact that you said from seven years old, you had already gotten the download, mm-hmm. the direction, the guidance to speak and to preach. And, and you know what I'm saying? And hey, listen, it took you till now to get it done, but that's all right. Like that was a part <laughs> of the journey, you know, like you had to do, you had to go through what you had to go through. So now you come back mm-hmm. to teach, you're coming back to preach, you preaching and teaching really like mm-hmm. you have mm-hmm. so much more experience and wisdom and like, so I, it, it is, it just all comes back full circle. So I do want to get into this, this ministerial piece a little bit more, especially, you know, you talked about in the beginning, it's just like not wanting to lose yourself. Mm-hmm. So I would love to hear a little bit more about that. Like what have, I guess, what have you experienced? What have you learned in navigating that, that side of showing up in ministry? Wait, ask the question one more more time. (laughs) As far as your authenticity goes, Mm -hmm. what have you learned? You know, I guess I should say, um, now that you're merging ministry with authenticity, you know, like Mm -hmm. you said you didn't want to lose yourself. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. So what has that journey been so far? Balancing those two and merging those two pieces of yourself together. Yeah. It's really been a journey of, um, if I could make it one word, what would it be? It doesn't have to be a word. It could be a couple of sentences. I know, <laughs> but I'm trying to condense it because I'm, I can go on for a minute. I don't know. What the, it's really been um, a humbling and um, one full of like empathy mm. because I realized that it's like me against me. Mm. Like, I don't really know if people are, if it's, if it's people that's going to put me in a box or if it's me mm. that's going to put me in a box. And so I've been trying to really give myself a lot of grace and just stay humble by the fact like, okay, God, God chose me mm. to, to, to deliver whatever message God instills in me to his people or her people. And I need to be able to be confident enough to, to speak that, but also humble enough to know that it ain't me saying mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? It's not long for the boom, it's God, um, our creator using me. And so it's also it's, it's just been like, okay, give yourself some grace. Mm-hmm. 
but stay humble as well. And also empathize with people who may be in that box, mm. who may project that onto you. Wow. Give them empathy. Don't be defensive because I can be defensive. Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie. Like I can be like, what? Like, that ain't me mm-hmm. or no, nah, you got the wrong. Like I could be defensive. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna lie and sit here. That's something I'm definitely working on every day. But when people who um, project things onto the ministry that I'm building, excuse me, or, you know, my life mm-hmm. as a queer person, it's just like, I can't be worried about that. I have to empathize with them because I don't know what troubles or tra- tra- trauma they may be mm-hmm. experiencing. Um, I just know what I know and what I need to do. And so I would say by bridging authenticity, bringing my whole self exactly. to ministry work has been very liberating. Mm. It's been liberating, it's been humble, but it's also, um, it's, it, I can't talk, it's left some room for grace okay. for me and for other people. And so just, um, yeah, just like making sure I take up space, mm-hmm. but I also, also offer space as well. Ooh. I love that. I take up space, but I also offer space as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 what I'm trying to do. I love that. Day. I love that. And I, you know what? In this is what has allowed me to confidently go down my own path as well. Because you know, I grew up with I grew up in a traditionalistic Christian upbringing. Um, my mom was lenient in a lot of different things, but you know, she's still pretty strict. <laughs> and so I've also had to let go of a lot of the the dogma around certain religions and this is just christianity islam whatever the case may be but really let go of the dogma and and anchor into the fact that like you said god chose me to to be here period we don't even have to get to purpose or to to get to career none of that just god chose me to be here as I am, how I think, how I feel, what I believe in, what I'm learning to believe in, right? Or rediscovering about aspects of my soul, all of that. Like all of this makes me who I am, you know? And it's like for so long, we had to play the role in a way. And then we kind of grow into adulthood and you're like, maybe I don't believe in all the things that I was taught to believe in, you know? Like maybe actually I kind of don't agree with that you know you're kind of like then having to deal with that inner struggle because like you said it it is us against us and I've had to learn that myself as well I'm like oh this is damn like I'm just I'm fighting my own inner demons my own inner battle you know and and it's a beautiful lesson and journey but it's it can be a little difficult because I think sometimes it's easier to be like well this person did that to me and I'm this way because of that blah 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 but there does come a point where you just have to completely be like well this is what I had to go through and these are the choices that I'm choosing to make right that's a whole other story (laughs) but um what what I saw and what I heard when you were speaking was you know we're really getting into like a level of I call it spiritual sovereignty where it's kind of like, at least for me, from my experience, it's like, I still respect a lot of my Christian upbringing, but at the same time, it's like, I have to respect me as a human being and me as a soul and what feels good to me and what allows me to feel like I can thrive and be fed and nourished 
you know, on, on a human yeah. level and, and on a soul level, you know, and, and, yeah. and I realized I don't have to, it doesn't have to be this or that it can be both. It can be, and, you know, mm-hmm. I can be queer and be someone who's spiritual or religious, or I can, yeah. or I can appreciate, you know, Judaism and I can appreciate, you know, Hinduism. I can appreciate these things for what they are without having to feel like I, and this is what I was talking about earlier, I over identify or overly attach myself to any one thing, because what I've learned in my own personal journey, I'm like, this is all God. Yeah. It's all God. It's all God. I don't care what you call it. (laughs) All talking about God. Like it's all God, and it's just a different language. It's just a different culture. It's just a different country, or whatever the case may be. But I'm like, this, this, this still creator energy. It's still source. Like it's still God. You know, you can call it whatever you want to call. You want to get hooked on the labels and the terminology. That's you miss the whole point. Then a higher being. Yeah, exactly. So. I think, I think God is, is positioning people such as yourself with these, um, I'm gonna call it more complex. And I'm only saying complex because it's pushing the boundaries. It's not complex to God, you know what I'm saying? But when it comes to society, it becomes complex, right? Um, so easy. So funny how that works, (laughs) but, but I think, I think there needs to be more people queer, gay, whatever you want to identify as who are standing up saying, okay, yeah, I'm this thing, but I'm also, I also believe in this thing and it doesn't diminish. I don't have to choose yeah. or pick a side. I don't have to choose. Yeah. I'm going to be and both. Exactly. Yeah. And you can't take my God away. I think, who, um, who was that? My God. Um, oh, I can't think of his name. Pray tell on polls. Yeah. What's his name? Billy Porter. Billy Porter. Billy Porter. When he was on um, Tamron Hall, mm. when he you know, disclosed that he does have HIV, mm. he said the number one thing people try to take from you when you, you know, disclose that you're gay mm. or that you have HIV is your God. And mm. that is something that's just totally unacceptable because God does love us, always will. Mm. Um, so just because you don't believe it and that's your belief, don't put that on me because I can be gay and I can be Christian. Mm-hmm. I can be trans and I can be Christian. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, society they're not ready for that conversation because no. it makes them uncomfortable but it doesn't make god uncomfortable because god knew what did jeremiah 29 11 say he knows the plans mm. for your life okay so <laughs> you worried about something god already knew was gonna happen baby boy <laughs> worry about yourself okay <laughs> worry about you Ooh, yeah. that just wiped me out okay. yes sis yeah that just it reminds me of him saying that mm. like stop trying to take away something that's that's our right yeah. like you said I can our divine sovereignty like don't do that mm, mm, mm. don't be don't try to be god now what, you, what is you no, oh, baby what are you doing <laughs> can't do that mm, mm, mm. i love mm. that i love that and yeah i think i think um you're gonna i don't think i know you're gonna inspire a lot of people who are going to be able to see oh wow i can i can come back you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying we can have that conversation i can come back to something mm-hmm. that told me that I wasn't good enough or, or whatever. I couldn't yeah. be here. I don't belong here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're gonna, girl, you're gonna do Always. some things. You're gonna do some things. I pray for Jesus. Yes, 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 I'm yes. Whatever God got going for me. Yeah. I hope I'm ready because I know. <laughs> I already know. Uh, listen, you're already there. You're, I think you staying true to your authentic self that's already half the work right there that's it 
That is. Well, I received that. Yes. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Uh, I love this conversation. Okay, well, we are almost out of time. time. I know this has been so beautiful. My spirit has been just jumping up and down for joy all day for this conversation because I knew it was going to be so beautiful, so grounding and nourishing. And I'm just looking forward to talk to you. I know. Girl, it's been good to catch up. Yes. Please, please, and thank you. Please come. Please, please, please come. Just let me know when you get settled. Yes. Please come. It's so beautiful here. So peaceful. You love it. You would love it. You would love it. So I do have one more question before I let you go. Uh oh. All right. Um, I've just been asking everyone this because I feel like we're still dealing with it. And, and it's just really good to hear other people's perspectives and experiences from the last year. How was 2020 sitting for you, sis? Oh, Lord. Excuse me. 2020 was disappointing, mm. for real. Um, I feel like I was robbed from, from a lot of, like, celebratory events. Mm-hmm. And that may sound very selfish or first world problems however I still felt Mm -hmm. it um I I was like I graduated last year so I wasn't able to have my graduation after I had been in graduate school not two not three but four years getting two degrees I wasn't able to like have that celebratory moment where I walked across the stage Mm -hmm. you know had that little whatever but thank God for family who filled the gap and was just like amazing um, so I would say it was disappointing, but it was also recharging. Okay. I was able to, um, um, I guess it was recharging and blessed, I guess, yeah. but I was able to, you know, relax more, really like, um, strategically plan for love. Well, mm-hmm. um, I was able to spend some time with my family. Thank God, my grandma, like just spend more time with them, mm-hmm. you know, even though we had to too, virtually and like doing pop-ups here and there. I was grateful for that. And I had employment where most of people in the world didn't and, or the country didn't. And so I feel like I was blessed, but also disappointed. But hey, that's life. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think 2020 was very disappointing, but also a blessing mm-hmm. as well. Mm. Hey, we're still here. Hey, amen to that. We are still <laughs> here. Um, so I lied. I actually have one more question. <laughs> um Mm. okay um going back to that seven year old little girl mm-hmm. who initially got that nudge got that that inspiration step out boldly <laughs> mm-hmm. what would you tell her today oh lord i would tell little lauren i would tell little buttercup that's my <laughs> i love that go go for it like none of these little kids has say over your life only you and God okay so be as proud about what you are excited about Mm -hmm. be as tenacious about what you want out of life and be bold and confident in who God has created you to be and God what God has given you to create in this world um, so I would literally just give her a hug, kiss on her, and tell her, you got this, girl. Like, go for it. And that's what I would tell myself. Mm, I love that. Thank you so much, Boone. I'm just like, my heart is overflowing. 
I know this is such a good conversation. Now I'm gonna have to go journal, girl. You done stirred up something in me. I'm gonna have to go look it out. <laughs> Whatever it's gonna be. Ah, uh, I love that. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for taking up space and offering space as well. I love that. Please go put that on the candle. Somewhere. <laughs> um, yeah. So yes, please let us know where we can find you. If you have anything sure. coming up. Okay, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at l.e.boon, and that's B-O-O-N-E, um, at lovewellmen, L-O-V-E-W-E-L-L-M-I-N on Instagram, and lovewellmen.com, that's our ministry and wellness brand. Um, also on YouTube, recently started a YouTube channel, so I'm trying ah. to grow that, where we just talk about Black faith, Black culture, and Black wellness. Beautiful. So you can find me on YouTube at Lauren E. Boom. so yeah. Um, that's what I got going on mm, I love that I love that and also shout out to you and your mom for uh I just remembered that y'all have that going on as well that's beautiful yes uh, adult mother daughter four-part YouTube series so the last episode um I don't know when this is gonna air or go live but it'll be up tomorrow August the 11th so okay want to check it out the whole series will be up by then by the time this podcast goes live so check it out y'all Larnie Boone on YouTube. Well, thank you. Thank you again. Thank you. Uh, so much gratitude. So much love, Boone. Oh, always, girl. Always. We connected for life. We are. We are. And I can't wait to see you later this month. I know. Like two weeks, girl. We gonna live it up. We are. We're gonna have In so the, much. I'm so excited about this trip. Me too. <laughs> I know I love it I'm like this is oh god bless Mia this is my jam right here I'm sure it's gonna be fairy I I, I just know I know it's gonna be everything so I'm excited yeah it's gonna be have a good time time. uh well thank you my dear have a beautiful evening and we will talk soon of course wait what time is it down there 4 33 okay okay cool Well, you enjoy your your rest of your day and your evening. I'm about to go probably get a workout in. Yeah, right. Go get your workout in. Okay, go get your workout in. All right, love. Thanks again. Have a beautiful day, okay? You too. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe and leave a rating or a review. Now, don't forget, I'm picking the best review at the end of the month and giving that person a free 30-minute energy reading. So... Be sure to leave a review for the chance to be selected.